Hello everyone, you are listening to the Igbo Initiative podcast with Ugochi Onyewu. Welcome to the show. Hello everyone, welcome to the Igbo Initiative podcast where we celebrate Igbo culture by speaking to amazing women in different walks of life who are either Igbo or have a very close tie to the Igbo culture. In today's episode, I chat to Kiki Olisemeka, who is the founder and creator of Style Your Selfie, a fashion and style blog with over 95,000 followers. Additionally, Kiki is the proud creator of the clothing line Style Selfie. Kiki is passionate about making women beautiful and believes that women are created to shine. She takes us through her personal journey and her health challenges, proving that anything is possible. In this inspirational episode, we discuss the impact of her loving parents, the desire for a six-month Igbo immersion period for our kids, individual style tips, and increased creativity through exercising your gift. Hi, Kiki. Thank you so much for joining today. I'm really excited to speak with you. How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me. Of course, of course. Thank you so much for taking your time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to start off just kicking it off just to get things going. I've introduced you to the audience and I want you to start by telling us just a little bit about yourself where in Igbo land are you from? What was life growing up as an Igbo girl? Any knowledge of the Igbo language? Just chat a little bit about yourself. Thanks. Okay. So I'm from Imo State. And um, growing up as an Igbo girl, I mean, is it different from any other girl? I had an amazing childhood. We had so much fun growing up. Um, my dad was very progressive. My mom was, of course, the more conservative mother and um, was a pretty good balance. My dad always had our heads in the clouds and my mom always made sure our feet were firmly rooted <laughs> to the ground. So we had adventures, but like most typical evil girls, you, know, you have to do your chores, mm-hmm. go to church. Mm-hmm. Um Five girls and one boy were pretty close-knit family. We still are. Mm. And um, and we grew up in um, Lagos and Mm. Enugu. Mm. And both experiences were great. Mm. Um, As a matter of fact, I didn't know that I really valued growing up in Enugu until, of course, I was grown and out of the house and Mm. actually living here. Mm. And um, then I realized that that small community really did a lot to contribute to our um, our growth. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, 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 great. I'm a girl. Yes. <laughs> and did, did you speak Igbo in your house growing up, or is that oh, something? Absolutely. Yeah, okay, great. So you're that's, fluent. No, that's 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 all I speak. Okay. Like uh, my sisters and I, we we speak Igbo. Like we're not formal. English is very formal for us. So, yes. yes. Okay, that's great. That's great. What about your children? Are you teaching them the language, or is that a goal of yours? Mine is a work in progress, by the way. So. <laughs> Mine is a long work in progress. No, um, my husband is the one. My husband speaks English 
Mm. It's more formal, right? Mm. So we end up speaking English in the house, and I don't like it. I do try to teach them some things, but the default is always English. Um, like, I wish I could take them all to Inigo for six months. <laughs> I wish we could just do some kind of serious Igbo immersion. Mm-hmm. Six months in Inigo, I think they'll be right, yes, right? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I know. That would be fantastic, wouldn't it? If only, right? But we... that would, honestly, <laughs> if I could do that, I, I would do that in a heartbeat. If I could do that, I, I don't mind spending six months in Inugu if they would um, be able to pick up the language mm-hmm. yeah. and come back. Yeah. That would I, be great. Yeah. I, I hear think you. That would be an amazing assessment. I hear you. I hear you. Let me know when you're going. Maybe so anyone, I'll join you. Anyone out there, I was going to say, anyone who wants to do that, perhaps we could go as a group. I know. I, I, I'm so serious about this. Okay. If okay. I could just get a group of folks to go, perhaps we could go as a group and put them, and I don't even care what school they go to as long as they speak Igbo. I don't yes. want to be English speaking school. Yes. And um, yes. as long as everyone around them speaks Igbo, I think in six months we'll be good enough to come back yes the language yeah yeah, something to work towards absolutely absolutely so you talk fondly about your childhood (laughs) and growing up in Enugu and Lagos Enugu uh, especially so what would you say if you were to say in a nutshell and you've talked about your father and your mother very lovingly about how they played the sort of good cop bad cop role you know but what impact would you say your parents had on your life in general Everything I know, really, growing up was from my parents. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad was like a self-taught. He never went to university mm-hmm. or college, so but he read a lot. My mm-hmm. dad's a huge reader, and mm-hmm. every time I walked by him, he was always reading something, and you know, he'd just call us and make us read a passage, or don't you understand what they're saying, or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, so he taught us, like I said, to just dream mm. and from 10 years old i knew about like ceos i knew about apple pepsi you know different companies mm. in america so we always had that and mm. my dad was um a businessman mm. so i think we all look after him mm. with that respect um and my mom was always around you know, growing up, coming back from school, she was always there playing her music mm-hmm. at home. Mm-hmm. She actually went to college um, when we were in secondary school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She went in, yeah, she went to university because she stopped. She got married really young. And um, from late primary school to secondary school, she got into um, Enugu campus mm. to study law. Wow. And I saw her have the most amazing time. Like she was, she was young. She was in her 20s, late 20s. Um, but she was with teenagers, <laughs> late teens, mm. and uh, um, I guess early 20s. Because then, mm. you know, college kids were very young in Nigeria. Yes. And I watched my mom get her entire life by being around these young people. So it was really fun. I mean, mm. we, we grew up coming home to beautiful young women in the house, right? <laughs> yeah. And you know, as a young girl, yes. when yes. it's like a, a, a young, beautiful woman, you kind of like her and all that. Yes. So we had tons of aunties and stuff, and mm. they were all very funny, mm. all very pretty. So, mm. um, so yeah, that was fun. And That's just amazing. seeing my mom happy also was was really good for us. Yes. Like she laughed a lot. 
so many funny ones. Yeah. Um, and even some of the guys who would come, they would help her with homework. And um, she had an amazing time going wow. to school. So wow. Wow. we got to see that. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. that's amazing. I love that. I mean, both your parents are amazing and I'd love to actually come back to that when we delve a little bit more into your passion. Uh that you said something that your father encouraged you to dream. So we'll kind of segue a little bit into that. But before we do that, I do want to ask really quickly how did you end up coming to the US? Was it uh for school, for work? Were you born here? What was the Yeah. So my dad is a rascal, really. He's just an above-board and, and impulsive. Um, and my sister and I, my twin sister and I, were in Joss. And for the first time, we really started to have those riots. And um, so we had this one episode where we were affected. You know, a lot of the schools, I think, a lot of the northern schools, right? They they would have riots, but you would hear about mm. them, but it never really came close to home. Mm-hmm. And this one time, it hit home. Mm. Um, so we were back from school, and my dad was really getting frustrated with the whole riot thing, and he mm. he just passed the comment line. Look, the next thing, if this happens again, that's it. Mm. You guys are off. Mm. And we went back to school, and two weeks later, we were back home because there was another riot. Wow. And that was it. It was no pre-planning, nothing. Hmm. So, wow. yeah. Interesting. And, uh, in a couple of weeks, we were here. And that was the start of our journey. Yes. I don't want to end myself, but yes, that was <laughs> that was a while ago. <laughs> yes, and I know you and your twin sister pretty well. So I know you've had an amazing journey, which we will kind of segue into that and start to talk about that. Jumping ahead, because I know you've had quite a journey in the U.S., but I know what you're most known for, which I'd love to talk about, is Style Your Selfie. So talk about that. Let's start talking about that. Where did that name come from? (laughs) How did you start off as a fashion blogger? What made you go into this? Talk to us about that. Oh, my gosh. This is a long story. Great. (laughs) You have time. Yes. This is great. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So a lot of people don't know this about me, but for the past 22 years, I've been battling a neurological condition, Hmm. narcolepsy. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And um, it started in my 20s and it robbed me of everything. So, you know, I had a job for real. I was on and popping. I was having a good time. I had an amazing career. And this just came from nowhere. And uh, slowly, it took everything away from me. And it took five years to diagnose. And eventually, when I was diagnosed, it was like something was going on. I couldn't figure out what it was, but I was just increasingly tired. I couldn't do anything. Um, So for the first 20 of those years, Really, my life was just like one day after the other. I wasn't doing anything. I wasn't contributing. Mm. Um, I was experiencing everything that this Mm. condition comes with. Mm. And I guess I believed it. And I just put myself in a corner. And I didn't realize it. Mm. I didn't realize that I'd just given up. Mm. Um, Because when you can't stay awake, when you're constantly tired, there's very little you can do. You are not... 
I took my head was so fuzzy. There's just so much going on. Hmm. And I wasn't myself. Hmm. Um, and I lost my passion for everything. I used to love fashion. And growing up, hmm. even 13, 14, I would spend weekends at the tailor making sure the tailor had everything correct to spec. I mean, that's what we're known for, right? Mm. We, we dressed well. Yes. Um, but when this whole thing was happening, I just lost my passion for everything. I didn't have the strength to do anything. And then about two and a half years ago, I was invited to Paris for Fashion Week. Mm. It was a plus one. Yeah. <laughs> and it wasn't just regular Fashion Week. It was Haute Couture Fashion mm. Week. And mm. as I sat there, and watched one amazing show after the other. Oh, my God. I woke up. Mm. Like, my life was handed back to me. Mm. Uh, something happened yeah. in Paris. Mm. Um, and then I just realized that I hadn't been living. Mm. It was, I, I don't know how to explain it, really. Mm. I just realized that all this time, I'd been dead on the inside. Mm. Um, and then I met a young lady from Florida and she was telling me how, you know, she was going to have this blog with her sister. They were going to do amazing things. I didn't know what a blog was. Mm. <laughs> Two and a half years ago, I didn't know what a blog was mm. because I didn't read anything. Mm. I mean, anytime I attempted to read something, I was asleep in five minutes max. Mm. So, um, so I remember watching her and just thinking to myself, wow, like she's got her life in order mm. what do you have nothing you don't have anything mm. um and i came back home and um and i felt like god was like you know what i want to use that a blog mm. so i had to go research i'm very big on research and i just took about a month or so and i studied everything there was about having a blog and i just thought sure mm. i can do this mm. um but even when i said i could do it I now had to fight what I thought was the devil <laughs> yeah. telling me all these negative things yes. like, you're going to do what? Yes. Because have yes. all the things. Mm. Like, when was the last time you ever got a compliment on the way you looked? When was the last time mm. anyone, like I felt invisible? Mm. And I didn't know how bad um, it was. And I didn't realize that I'd lost my confidence. Mm in myself, in the way that I looked, in my abilities, I'd lost my confidence and I didn't even get it. As a matter of fact, the beginning of that year when I went to go see my doctor, he told me the same thing and I didn't understand what he was saying. I was kind of mad when he said that, mm. but it wasn't really until then that I understood what he was saying. I couldn't put two things together like I was putting a blouse together. Mm. Everything I put together, I felt mocked, like I felt ridiculous. Mm. Um Hmm. And I just thought, you know what, I can't do this. They're right. Plus, um, you know, I have a twin sister. And I yes. think everyone obviously expected that if anything was going to happen, it was going to come from my twin sister. Hmm. Because while hmm. my life came to a standstill, and it wasn't even really a standstill. Like at some point, you don't stand still, right? Hmm. You start to regress. Yes. yes. You no longer stand still. Yes. Um, so while that was happening, it just like she was thriving, right? Mm. And um, and I just remember thinking, everyone's going to think you're like a, a fake and a fraud. And mm. really, like, when was the last time you ever went out? Mm. And someone said, oh, my goodness, you look amazing and you look nice. Mm. 
So I just said to myself, you know what? It's okay. Mm. <laughs> so I gave myself permission. I gave myself permission to fail. I gave myself permission to be laughed at, to be mocked, to be whatever. Mm. Ridiculed. I gave myself permission mm. to every negative thing that was going to happen. Mm. And then after I did that, I did one more thing. I just told myself, girl, you're fabulous. Mm. And it was like I said it and I became it. Mm. And um, I just started to put things together. I'm like, you don't know how bad. I just I told myself, you know what, I'll hire a stylist. And then I had to laugh at myself. This is yeah. rich. Yeah. <laughs> a yeah. blogger who needs a stylist. Mm -hmm. So just going through all that. Yeah. Um, and like I said, what I thought was the devil was just all the things that I told myself coming mm -hmm. to that realization. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even know that then. Mm -hmm. Maybe like in the past year that I just realized that those were all the things that I told myself hmm. that I couldn't do anymore. Mm -hmm. And um, wow. I had my first session. It was horrible. I had my second session. It was horrible. <laughs> And then I found a photographer mm. who was amazing. Mm. And I had the most amazing time shooting with her. Mm. Mm. And, um, and when the pictures came out, I was blown away. Wow. And I just thought, wow. yeah. yeah. And that literally became my oxygen. And mm. I had to teach myself how to dress all over again. Mm. Hmm. I taught myself, yeah, like <laughs> I, I had to teach myself like the rules for wearing certain things, hmm. jeans, a skirt, a blouse, belt, hmm. whatever. I had to teach, take myself to school and research a lot of things. So when people see the looks I put together, they just think mm -mm. it took time. Yes. And, yeah. research. Right. and you know, like uh, yeah. trial and error. Yeah. And luckily my four kids are awesome because they have the same taste as me and mm -hmm. anytime I'm in doubt and I step out they always lead like in the same direction so I trust mm. their um yeah. their judgment yeah, yeah. and uh, yeah this has been uh, fun yeah. it's also hard work <laughs> this is awesome you know one of the reasons I love doing this is you think you know someone and then you interview them and you hear their story and you're blown away. I mean, this is an amazing story. Isn't that amazing? I'm so glad you shared this because there's so much <laughs> that the audience could take away. You know, I, I, you know, there's just a lot to unpack. I guess I want to ask you a question, though, um, because you've talked about, you know, your father giving you permission to dream. This is your dream. You've talked about how um, you didn't think you could do it. You heard all these voices in your head and you, you still went ahead, which is amazing. Kudos to you. And, it, you know, I, I, I also have heard you say that you weren't that confident. You didn't think you could put a look together. But the thing about you, Kiki, is that you, like you said it, and you became it. That was kind of what you said that stuck out. People look at you and you appear so confident. I know that you've grown into your own now. But I guess for me, the question I have for you is when you think about fashion, what comes to mind? What, what would you say fashion is for you? At this point, fashion for me is expression. Mm -hmm. It's how I express myself. Mm -hmm. like, and it's, it's my... It's where I go to play, have fun, like mm. discover new things. And um, fashion has taught me so much 
about myself. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's taught me so much about myself. And um, I'm grateful for all the lessons. And for me, it's now become, huh, it's what's opened the door mm-hmm. now to so more, like in terms of creativity, even like spiritually for me, like this mm-hmm. fashion thing mm-hmm. has gone mm-hmm. above and beyond. So it's not just me putting my clothes together now. Mm-hmm. It used to be something about maybe, I don't want to say vanity, but you know, to an extent, yes. You go, you look great, whatever. No, it's now become everything. It's become a way of me discovering who I am. It's become a way of me discovering my creativity, um, expressing myself. And learning to trust myself and not really care mm. what other people think. Yes. I about love the way that. that I I love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. I love that. So so what is your talk about your approach to style and fashion? Let's pretend, right? Myself and the audience, we know nothing, right? We're pretending. We know nothing about how to put an outfit together, right? Does a blouse go with a skirt? Where do we start? Is it the hair? Is it the shoes? Talk about your approach. How would you put an outfit together? Talk to us about that. Okay. So this is great because, um, again, before two years, I was in the same dilemma, right? <laughs> okay. I never really knew what to put together because, especially maybe when sometimes when you add weight, of course, with every child I had, that period post, um, postpartum and all that mm. is a very confusing yes. <laughs> period. Like yes. I literally lose my entire sense of style. Mm-hmm. But what I realized was um, fashion, I thought fashion had to be complicated, far out, hmm. um, difficult, right? I thought that it had to be this, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Almost like an ordeal, mm, right? To try mm-hmm. and put things together. When people are like not into fashion, I understand that and I know why. Mm-hmm. But it's very simple. You can break it down. And so for me, I always start with a dress. So if I don't know how to put together a top and the bottom, whatever, start with dresses. If I have a hundred dresses and every you know, like every day I wear a dress, mm. I'll I'll be fine. Mm. And so if I'm going to start with a dress, I start with my body shape, right? Mm. Do I have, am I like top heavy, bottom heavy, whatever it is. Mm. Um, personally, I love body cons. Mm. So simple. You go, it's nice, it's sexy. What mm. You can wear with palms, sandals, mm-hmm. very easy, but you always look nice. Mm. And of course, that's also going to depend on your body shape. Mm-hmm. But then I then go into like, soft, feminine, flowy dresses. Yeah. I, I now shop, like even when I shop today, I shop um, like I'm on a mission. I don't just do, like I don't, I don't shop for different things, careless, no. If I'm shopping for dresses, I will focus only on dresses. And that's mm. why I love to shop online mm. because I can go look for dresses in a particular um, store that I like. Mm. And I try everything. I never used to, but now I'm open to trying everything. And so I'll order a whole bunch of dresses 
and I'll try them. And I'll try them with different things, like mm. sneakers. It's something that I got into. I never used to wear sneakers, but mm. now I'll wear them mm. with skirts. I'll wear them with dresses. And slowly, I see everyone around me now wearing <laughs> sneakers because <laughs> I did enough times that mm. they understood that, you know, like I don't have to look a certain way all the time. Yes. And I don't have to wear heels all the time mm. to look good. Um, and so that's, I'm not sure if that's, you know, if that answers the question. That's my approach now. Yes. If I'm going to buy jeans, then I have to see if skinny jeans fit me or do I prefer to wear boyfriend jeans? Mm. Personally, I'm a boyfriend jeans kind of person, Mm. boyfriend, girlfriend jeans. Mm -hmm. So, um, I feel it looks better on me. So if I'm going to shop, I will probably buy about 30 pairs. And mm. go through all of them and mm. end up with about two to four pairs. Right. And then I'll figure out different ways to wear them. Hmm. But a blazer, I'm not, I don't think you'll ever catch me really like 100% so casual <laughs> jeans and a t-shirt. Just, right. just not that kind of girl. Mm. So if I wear my jeans, I'm a dress up, dress down kind of person. So mm. if I wear jeans. Perhaps it'll be with a dressier blouse or with a jacket and a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. always mm-hmm. elevate the look a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that, <laughs> and that's now my philosophy as to how I put my things together. Um, mm-hmm. I don't do too many skirts and blouse. If I'm going to do a skirt and a blouse, then I just have to take a look again mm-hmm. at proportions. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm wearing a pencil skirt, then perhaps I'll do like a, a blousey mm. top, just different things. Yes. But you never know. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. you have to try. Yeah. I, but you but, have to try. Yeah. 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 You have to try. And I, I kind of love this because it sounds like you're saying that there are no rules. You should have, obviously, you don't want to look crazy or ridiculous. You should dress for your body yeah. type, but try different things out. Mm-hmm. Are there, so I said just a second ago, there are no specific rules. You should have fun with it. However, you talked about taking into account what your body shape is. Of course, we're all made in the image of God, different shapes and sizes, which is great. But are there specific rules for specific body types? For example, if, if you're tall, should you stay away from, you know, I don't know, I'm making stuff up. I don't know. Should you stay away from long skirts? Or if you're maybe plus size, not, you know, flatter yourself in a different way? Would you say there are specific rules for body types or not really? Rules? I think the only rule is that you really just want to end up looking good, right? Mm-hmm. You don't want to look ridiculous. Yes. Yes. So if I'm a uh, is it a top heavy person, then I wouldn't want to wear a top that's like a bigger, blossier top and then put on skinny jeans with that. Mm. Okay. Okay. Does that that make sense? It does. Because then I'm going to look ridiculous. Yeah, it does. So if Mm -hmm. I'm top heavy, then I might want to wear something that's a little bit more slimming or a little bit more fitted on top Mm. and then a little... Um, bigger in the bottom. Mm. So perhaps I'll wear like a, a t-shirt with a um, with a pleated skirt okay. or a t-shirt with boyfriend jeans. Mm. I don't think that because you are big that you can't wear certain things. You know, obviously now things have changed mm-hmm. and you can wear anything. Mm-hmm. So it's not so much about your size as it is your body type. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So you always want to do something that flatters. Anything that's going to make you look masculine, try to stay away from that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just go more for the feminine look. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that, that, that would be my advice, really. That makes sense. That makes sense. So, Kiki, I have a question for you. You're very, obviously, we follow your blog. We follow you on Instagram. You're very glamorous. And, um, you know, you, you do display a lot of really beautiful, expensive brands. What would you say to the budget conscious girl that maybe can't afford some of the expensive designer brands? Or how would you style someone who is budget conscious? Do you have any tips? Absolutely. Now, I've gotten asked this question multiple times. Okay. And so let me assume that you're talking about someone maybe who has a thousand or two, because I never really used to buy expensive brands, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say you've decided that you do want to do that, right? Mm-hmm. My advice, if you want to buy some designer things, is always start with accessories. Accessories will go a lot longer. Don't mm. go grab a bag mm. and then have that bag. So I would do a belt. Hmm either a Gucci belt or a Moschino belt, you know, like one of those um, statement belts. Mm-hmm. I would do a belt because I can wear that over and over. I have just one Gucci belt that I wear all the time mm. and it's amazing. It never gets old. Mm. And every time I post the picture, people still comment on the belt, which mm. amuses me, <laughs> but it's one belt. Mm-hmm. Um, I would do... A it's full love Chanel. Well, Chanel is very expensive. Mm. The most I would do is a brooch. Hmm. No one can take that away from you, mm. right? Mm. So, and even the brooch is expensive. A Chanel brooch really can cost you several hundred dollars, mm. but it depends on what people want. And then, if you were going to purchase a bag, I would buy the smallest piece they have. So, and then the brands that are friendlier, Gucci is a pretty decent brand Mm. where you can get something for under $1,000 and sometimes maybe even about five, $600. Gucci and YSL are two brands that are pretty pocket friendly. Mm. (laughs) So when you're looking at designer labels, those are the two that I would look at. And I would stay with smaller bags, like a wallet on chain, no one's going to come accuse you of not having like a big size. I think the mistake would be going to get a full size purse hmm. okay. because you'd quickly regret that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when you have something more like that, it's more playful. It could be casual. It can be formal and you can wear it anyway as a clutch. Mm-hmm. And I think you'll get a lot more mileage out of it. Mm-hmm. If you're able to get a Louis Vuitton, there's a... Um, it's actually a men's toilet bag hmm. that you can wear as a clutch. It's so chic, hmm. and it's one of the cheapest things. Or, or, well, it's one of the least expensive <laughs> accessories they have, mm. right? Mm. It's, um, it's almost the shape of a square, kind of like a, a rectangle, but it is, to me, the chicest 
accessory that you can get for the least amount of money. It's less expensive than mm. a Gucci purse or um, YSL. And I think you can get a lot of mileage out of that if mm. you have that as a clutch. Mm. Um, so yes, there are ways that you can do it. Mm. And then if you can afford that, if that's even still too expensive, then there are other like inspired bags that you can buy. Mm-hmm. 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 So... And almost every designer today makes inspired bags. For goodness sake, sometimes when I go into Steve Madden, I'm yes. surprised at the audacity <laughs> of the inspiration. <laughs> so there are other things that you can buy. But mm-hmm. yeah, Michael Kors, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. those a good brand for that. Also, Rebecca Minkoff. I mean, mm-hmm. there are quite a few brands yes. that you can just inspiration. Yes. Now, when it comes to shoes, Again, I just have advice. Um, everyone loves Louboutin. And I have a few pair. But I can tell you that I have two that I have won the hell out of. Mm-hmm. And I've had them for years now. Mm-hmm. So as far as I'm concerned, they paid for themselves. Mm-hmm. And then a pair of nude um, Pigals and mm-hmm. a pair of black Pigals, mm-hmm. I think you can get so much mileage out of them. Mm. And unfortunately, we live in a world where people kind of sit up and respect you a little bit more if you've got that on. Mm. So every woman is different. Like for some women, it's got to be that or nothing else. Mm. And if that's the case, I would say get yourself a pair of um, nude um, pigals, pair of black pigals, and make sure they're patent leather. Don't get the regular leather. Mm. Okay, That wears out too quickly. Patent leather will last you a good five, six years hmm. and still look amazing hmm. and not lose its shape. Mm. Mm. Yes, yeah. I was are... very glad I learned that lesson. <laughs> yes, yeah. These are really helpful tips because, you know, I think people get sometimes, no, I wouldn't use the word discouraged, but it's almost as if you can't be stylish unless you have extensive resources to buy expensive brands. But it sounds like, that's not the case. You just need to be more strategic and have a good eye to look out for you classics. Need to be more strategic. Yes, yes, yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. So this is helpful. This is helpful. And even if, and and one more thing, honestly. So if if that's also too expensive, just look for any other. Like if you Google like nude pumps. Mm. you have so many results and there are things that look alike you know that look like um Louboutins but the reason why we love them is really because of the shape they're very painful but they do look good (laughs) and with a lot of black women having wide feet and all it does help kind of pull things in together (laughs) um a lot more presentable like I, I like the way my feet look in them, yes. I mean, they, they hurt. Yes. But, yes. you know, <laughs> what you going to do? I hear you. I hear you. Well, this is, really, this is really helpful. What advice would you give to someone who daydreams about becoming a fashion blogger? What are some of the challenges you've encountered? What would you say to someone in that position? Um, it's hard work. It's not everything that it appears. Yeah. It can be unless you are super resourceful. Like, it could be really expensive. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you feel like it's your calling, and I didn't realize this, 
you know, when I said bargain, um, first, I just thought, okay, if I'm in this position, like I used to be very trendy, fashion-oriented, all that, if I'm having so much difficulty um, trying to put things together, then I can only imagine the number of women that are also experiencing the same mm-hmm. thing. Mm-hmm. And that's actually how I came up with my name, right? Style your selfie. And yes. I just thought, you know what? You can look at me and then you can go style your selfie, mm. right? So, and that was the premise for this whole thing. In doing this blogging thing for two and a half years, I just realized that we women were created to shine. Hmm. That is just how God made us. We're supposed to, this is our light. We're supposed to be beautiful. We're supposed to shine. And the number of women who follow me, who have blogs, (laughs) is mind-boggling. Everyone is a blogger. Mm. Mm. Everyone's got something to say. And sometimes I scroll through pages, and I just realize that there's so many creative women. And they just want to have an outlet, an avenue. So if you really want to do this, then you can do it. Mm -hmm. You just can't take numbers into consideration and Mm -hmm. all that. Yes, if you want to make a career out of it, then, of course, you have to step up your game. You Mm -hmm. have to have excellent images. You have to have beautiful clothes. Mm -hmm. If you don't have beautiful clothes, then no one's coming to you, really, Mm -hmm. for anything. Mm -hmm. You have to know how to put things together. Mm -hmm. And I've also seen people who've been, who are really like minimalist, um, almost wearing the same things over and over again, but they're just very creative with the way they pair Mm -hmm. their outfits. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm very impressed by that. And I've Mm -hmm. learned from that. So Mm -hmm. I think that the world definitely is waiting for you to show your talent. You never know what might happen, Mm. but it's a wonderful way of expressing yourself, wonderful way of expressing your creativity. And um, like I said, if it's something that you want to really take like professional career-wise, then you would have to really just study, make sure you have the right information. Mm. And as you grow, make sure you're putting yourself or you're hooking yourself up to platforms like influencer platforms Mm. um, to try and get jobs with brands, Mm. um, put your name out there. Mm. Um, Mm. Yeah. Mm. But Mm. we can't never have enough beautiful women showing beautiful clothes. (laughs) Just, I don't think we can have too much. (laughs) I love that. I really love that. Do you do um, one-to-one fashion styling? Do you give styling advice to individuals as well? Advice, maybe, okay. but not go and shop someone. Right, right. I mean, sometimes it just depends. I, I guess it depends on how someone approaches me. Mm-hmm. I've done a couple of our local celebrities here. Mm-hmm. Um, but in the end, it really depends on how I'm feeling. Like, I still have to uh, battle my condition every day. Mm-hmm. I still have mm-hmm. a lot of challenges. Um, so... I don't do mm-hmm. anything that really takes too much energy from yes. me because I know that I can't. Yes. Yes. But I can talk to someone and kind of point them in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Um, and I never used to be able to. I mean, that used to blow my mind, like seeing people um, when I used to watch all these stylish shows and all that and see people put clothes together. Mm. I just thought, my gosh, how are they doing that? Mm. But I didn't know that the more you exercise your gift, 
the more creative you become. Mm. It truly has been like mm. you just get more and more creative mm. the more you do it. And mm. it's like building any kind of muscle, right? Mm. You get better at it the more you do it. Yes, yes. So, This has been awesome. Before you go, tell people how they can reach you, your Instagram handle, your website. How can they learn more about Kiki, the fabulous one? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so on Instagram, um, it's style your selfie. Okay. And I actually have a clothing line. I launched my clothing line about a year ago. Hmm. And my clothing line is called Style Selfie. Hmm. Because I said I get requests, I get requests from women all the time. I get DMs. Um, people purchase my clothes that I wear, hmm. and I just thought, you know what? I want to be able to create stuff that looks like me, hmm. that um, stuff that I like, that I know that my followers like, hmm. and that really was the yeah. Hmm. And I, I did that, and it's been great so far. I'm excited for the future, yes. and um, yeah. amazing 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 i have so loved and enjoyed talking to you thank you so much for joining us today thank you kiki having me (laughs) of course take care now okay that was such an inspirational chat and i hope you enjoyed listening as much as i enjoyed chatting to kiki in today's show notes i have provided the different ways to follow kiki please don't forget to subscribe in itunes to automatically receive updates thank you so much for listening again today i'll see you next time thanks bye-bye